Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we welcome Betty Sopko, IT Manager Business Applications at University Hospital Health Systems in Cleveland. Betty manages 11 IT professionals who support a variety of applications. She recently relocated a transfer center and discusses the IT phases of this undertaking. Let's listen in. Our initial transfer center that we had located down at our flagship hospital, Cleveland Medical Center, was in a very confined place on the 12th floor of one of our, our towers. And as we moved towards central, centralizing patient placement, we knew that we were going to need a larger area in order to accomplish that. In order to do that, we needed a location that was neutral. So by neutral, I mean not necessarily associated with the flagship hospitals and that our community hospital presidents were comfortable. Um, There was a lot of angst at the beginning thinking that um, the hospitals, the community hospitals would not get any of the volume and would all get set straight to to the flagship if if it was there on site. So as a result, we look for a neutral ground, um, an off-site premise that was able to accommodate the size that we need for a health system of our size as well as we needed to get a great design and figure all that out. So for that neutral location, it is several miles away from that flagship hospital. We built it out. Design was of utmost importance. Our VP was very much engaged in the process. We also, as a result of that, were bringing in and doing placement for all of those community hospitals as well as we were expanding to. In addition to that, we started additional utilizing additional applications for them. So we did their placements at that new centralized placement, which dealt with a lot of training, as well as bringing in the community access portal application for teletracking, which would help with bringing in patients from outside the health system. It was it was a large change, and then a larger. Um, there was a lot of training involved there with us, well, to, in order to accommodate that larger volume and to shift away from the nursing supervisors at the community hospitals to do the placements, and having the centralized patient placement do their placement for it. There was a lot of training that was also required. It was imperative that that we kept the peace, that everybody was happy with the decision and and the location, and um, everybody felt that their needs were being met. Betty, I know as part of this, you set up project action groups and that there were four categories. How did you determine those categories and what did they address? The premise behind that was all led by our value improvement program as well as a high high reliability medicine initiatives that were health system wide. I'd like to say that we came up with them on our own, but we did not. A lot of that was driven by the executive leadership as well as these initiatives. Um, The first one was accommodate a just say yes environment that dealt with always accept the patient and we'll figure it out. We've got the capacity, we just need to find out exactly where they need to go. So just say yes was was also um, in in, in an effort to increase those volumes. Secondly, it was the uh, increase the placement of low acuity patients out of the community hospital. So instead of having everybody that came in to our flagship Cleveland Medical Center, the thought was for low acuity patients to go and move out to the community hospitals, therefore increasing their volumes as well as by allowing the sicker patients to be down at Cleveland Medical Center, which in turn increase our case mix index as well as having those sicker patients right there at Cleveland Medical Center. 
The third, we already talked about a little bit, was about the um, centralization of patient placement. Um, move that away from those community hospitals and all the hospitals had their various nursing supervisors doing the bed assignments. Instead, have that be centralized and get more efficiencies out of the process. And then finally was to implement bed management and um, analytics. With the expansion of Teletracking XT, we also contracted for patient flow dashboards. So each of the hospitals that are part of our health system all have their own dashboards for the various components of teletracking. It was very important that the visibility of the performance was there for the executives at a click so anybody could see it. Patient flow dashboards within University Hospitals Health System is right on our internet homepage. Anybody can click on it. It doesn't matter if you're an environmental service worker or if you're a transporter or, or the CEO. You can see the progress that your the various hospitals are making. And that has to really help engage everybody across the health system. You Absolutely. all have access to that data. Absolutely. Patient first and the visibility is there and everybody can see how everybody's doing. I mean, it's almost like a, um, I want to say like a competitive type thing, you know, you, you all want to do better and strive to do better and it's, it's right out there for everybody to see. With any type of change, I mean, there's, there's certainly a financial aspect to it. How did you determine what your target was? Um, the target was was um, developed through through and developed through our operational effectiveness team we have at University Hospitals, uh, as well as the vice president over patient access services. They came up with the number that they strive for, calculated out on exactly how many patients they were going to, you know, target. Then they used that those numbers and then to meet their their goal. Uh, and I believe it's for 2017. It was it's it's targeting to seven million dollars of savings with the efficiencies brought on by the by these changes. So it's great. Betty, what was it like to collaborate with teletracking and? How did that collaboration help feed into the critical success factors that you were identifying? Um, the partnership that we have with teletracking has been just phenomenal. We've had teletracking at university hospitals for many, many years. Um, small footprint, mixed mode, legacy, XT, we, we've grown a lot along those lines of getting everybody on the same platform as well as expanding it out to all of our hospitals, including our, our five new um, expansion hospitals that we've recently purchased. The collaboration with Teletracking has been pivotal for that. Besides the great teams that we had from, a, from an implementation perspective and our project management, we were also contracted with Teletracking for advisory services. So Deb Kaczynski and Joe Dell come to our hospitals on a monthly basis. We have visits. We work with the various teams, the various leadership teams across the, each of the hospitals. So whether we're meeting in person on a monthly basis or virtually, they some, some they do calls. Um, they're very active and involved in their patient flow councils at each of the individuals at hospitals as well as at the onset of our advisory services engagements. We did three separate sessions, one for strategic planning, one for discharge readiness, and the third for precision patient placement. We've had just great success. I think it brought to the forefront and really enforced. I think everybody from an executive level understands that patient flow is important. I think that the advisory sessions, especially from the strategic one, brought executives in from all the hospitals. They all attended and I think it just really just illustrated and just put it in front of them that they could see how important it was and how it's 
it's just important for the system as a whole to be successful. Well, I imagine too, having sort of that constant input, you really were able to just maximize the capabilities of the investments that you were making. Absolutely, absolutely. I, and I think the, the main thing is, is that the visibility, having that visibility, um, that coupled with the dashboards and, and they can see the improvements that we're making as well as having the, um, the patient flow council meetings that report up through those executive leaders. They see what's happening, they see the engagement as well as they see that we're not overcrowding in our ED, that we're, we're having, we, we don't have as much surge as we used to, and that we're trying to get ahead of that. That's great. And I imagine there's also an impact on patient satisfaction. People are Absolutely. being seen sooner and getting through the system sooner. Absolutely. Who, no one wants to sit in the ED waiting for a bed. Betty, how are you taking the predictive capabilities that are available and integrating that into your patient flow process? Besides the patient flow dashboards that I mentioned before, we um, recently contracted for predictive insights. So through our value improvement program, as well as our high reliability medicine initiatives, there was a, a need or a desire for some type of forecasting tool to use for patient flow. So we started looking around and lo and behold, teletracking was working on a new venture um, with Hospital IQ. And so we've contracted now for predictive insights. So there's, there's three different use cases that we're contracted for. One is for perioperative, kind of smoothing out the schedules from a perioperative perspective. The other is for census, so staffing from a census perspective, as well as for surge control. So the, all those components together um, are factors from a patient flow perspective. So the whole thought is, is to get ahead of surge before it before it gets you. So we are still in the building out phases of that. Periop is, is pretty much squared away and um, the other two initiatives, the other two um, use cases are well on their way. So hopefully up by the end of the year. We believe that that forecasting tool is that coupled with our patient flow dashboard use um, definitely help us from a project, projected or predictive perspective. Betty, could you talk about the results that you're seeing and how you're sustaining that success? I'm, I'm proud to say that I have a fantastic team of three teletracking support analysts that work through me in the IT department. We do our best to make sure that we're accommodating the health system from a training perspective, a retraining perspective. We just got great feedback from our hospitals, from our support teams that just lean on us all the time. Also along the lines of maintaining what we've developed. We have monthly patient flow council meetings at each of the hospitals. Deb and Jodell from the advisory services attend several of those if they're able. We bring back that constant, that continuous improvement there. So issues that they've uncovered in their process. We also have them at each individual hospital as well as the individual hospitals feed up into the system patient flow council meetings as well. So we're able to kind of vet issues amongst the hospitals see the commonalities and then address it based on experience of the other hospitals. As well as the monthly visits, like I mentioned before, that Deb and Jodell, I think it helps keep the whole patient flow initiative visible, highly visible. So every month they're there, every month they're participating in calls with the customers as well. And, and the customers are not necessarily just the folks over in our central RCPFM. It is across the nursing community, it's with environmental services, it's with transport. In addition, we have 
the executive leadership are still very much engaged. They lean on us, they're constantly back and forth with us, and we provide them various reports that they can take action on the data that is within the report. So I think that that just helps that cycle continue. You know, they're getting viable data, it's good data, and it's actionable data. And I think that that just continues to make adoption and the, the, the go-forward solutions just stick. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast powered by Teletracking. We take pride in bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow, as well as tips on industry best practices to help ensure patients get the right care in the right place at the right time. 